ship it. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Redeemed Legion podcast. This is episode five, and we have our second guest ever on the podcast. We're very excited about that. We're going to get to intros here in just a second. We're just going to do a couple housekeeping things real quick. Um, For our listeners out there, our social media continues to grow, and that is awesome. We love that. Um, it, uh, it allows us the opportunity to reach more people for Christ. And that's, what's, that's what we're here to do. Uh, so please, if you're listening, uh, follow us on social media and, uh, help us, help us grow that reach. Um, we have merch. So if you go to redeemedlegion.com, there's a shop page and these hats that we are all wearing are available on the website. So go there, check it out. There is more of that to come. There's going to be some t-shirts, maybe some stickers. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But uh, the hats are available right now, and they are in limited supply. So head over there. Uh, And we have our first live event happening uh, next week. It is next Thursday, I think. It's November 16th. Uh, It is going to be in Thrall, Texas, which is about an hour east of Austin. So if you are in Central Texas, hit us up. We'd love to see you there. Uh, And if you're not in Central Texas and you want to fly in for it, still hit us up. We'd still love to see you there. Uh, It's going to be a good time. So we are going to kick this podcast off. Uh, Our guest today is Matt. Welcome, Matt. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. We are happy to have you here. A little bit of background. Uh, Matt and I have known each other for a while. Um, Matt was uh, my very first uh, fire service instructor when I got into the fire service when I was very young. Uh, I'm now rapidly approaching 40, so Matt and I have known each other quite a while. Um, Matt's been a, a great mentor to me and um, gone through some stuff together. So um, happy to have you here, buddy. And uh, we're just gonna we're gonna kind of start from the top. So tell us a little bit about you. Where uh, where'd you grow up? Uh, I grew up in central Ohio, um, lived in Columbus for a little while and then moved out to, uh, the Sunbury area, uh, when I was in eighth grade and pretty much been here ever since, um, a little bit more rural, um, got on the fire department when I was like 18, 19, uh, because of my wife, uh, friend of mine got on and then, uh, I went on a blind date. And her dad was a firefighter and he's like, Hey, you should look into that fire department thing. And I thought, oh, that's kind of cool. And she's kind of cute. So that's probably a good thing. Getting good grace <laughs> with him. And, uh, so I did. And, and, uh, pretty much, uh, from that point on, I just, it's like, that's all I want to do is go to the firehouse and ride on fire trucks. So did that and, uh, ended up marrying her. And uh, we've been together 30 some years and been married for 26 and got three kids and uh, been on the fire department to hunt, fish, love to be outside. And that's about it. (laughs) Pretty simple, though. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty simple. I teach a lot, you know, teach at the career center, uh, the county career center, and I've taught for some other programs. things like that. But, uh, it's really about it. Excellent. What, uh, 
so you said you've been married for 26 years. Yep. 26 and, years. And obviously. Year. Okay. And you, and you met your wife through, you, you kind of told that story. Um, talk about marriage a little bit. What's, uh, how has your marriage journey been? Um, you know, I, I am like one of those guys that everybody probably hates. Cause my wife is about the most laid back squared away chick on the entire planet. Um, she is, and I've told so many people, it's like, I I'm married today because of her, not because of me. I'm, I'm a complete idiot all the time. She's just super forgiving and easy to get along with. And she's one of those kind of people that if you can't get along with her, it's your fault, not hers. Cause she just is laid back as they get. Um, you know, we've had three kids, um, or got three kids. Um, I mean, I, to be honest with you, I mean, I love her more today, more in love with her today than I, than I was the day I married her. Um, it's just, you know, from the things that we've been through and raising the kids and, you know, that whole journey and, and, and it's not that they were hard. It was just, you know, you just, you got to work through things and figure out and that kind of stuff. So she's so, a unbelievable woman. Yeah. That's amazing. What, uh, <clears throat> you know, there's so many guys out there, uh, especially in the line of work that, uh, that you're in and, and Drew's still in and that Pete and I were in for a long time uh, that, that that doesn't seem to happen for, um, you know, and I know you give a lot of credit to your wife and and things like that. But um, what do you why do you think it is that so many marriages fall apart, uh, particularly in public safety? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I a few years, I shouldn't say a few years, probably 10, 15 years ago. Um, you know, I wouldn't say we were going through a hard time, but, but like, she's one of those people that she doesn't say a whole lot. She doesn't complain about anything. So when she, if she brings something to my attention, um, she's thought about it, you know, and it's, it's a deal, you know? So I think from my side of it, if it's, if she's bringing something up, then I got to pay attention to it because she's so laid back on everything. Uh, but uh, probably 10, 15 years ago, she came to me and she's like, hey, you know, we're not spending as much time together. And, you know, these kids are going to be gone here for long. And when they're gone, me and you better have something in common. And j yeah. her just being, you know, aware enough to say, hey, you know, down the road, it's going to look different than it does right now. So from that point on, you know, like if I was on the phone and talking to her, I didn't get off the phone from talking to her. Like there was nobody was going to call that I needed to hang up with my wife from, you know, regardless of what she was telling me. And, you know, to us and in, in the fire service community or whatever, um, you know, we're so used to dealing with big deals. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, somebody's having a heart attack and you're going to call me and like, well, you know, you didn't empty the dishwasher. And it's like, get over it, you know, but to her, that's a deal in her world. So just recognizing, I think that, um, you know, she has a say in it and, uh, you know, along with that, we just started, I, we made time for each other. You know, I mean, I, I have a business on the side from the firehouse and no matter what we made time, you know, and it didn't have to be anything crazy. It's not like we went on trips or whatever. It, it's just, we always went to lunch once a week, at least we'd always go on a little date, you know, just me and her time. 
And, and that was all her. It wasn't me. I was, I can tell you right now, I was not smart enough to, to recognize, see that. Um, but I can tell you, you know, my kids are grown now and me and her spend more time together now and do things together now that yeah, I would have never thought that I would be doing 15 years ago. You know, I mean, we just enjoy each other. Um, we always have something to talk about. Um, but I think just recognizing that as much as our life is a big deal, you know, and the, the things that we do and, you know, the runs that you go on, it's like, I, I was on this fire or I was on this call and this happened, this happened. Um, there's things that are still important to her and, you know, just kind of working through that and understanding that you, you may think you're a big deal, but you really still got to take the trash out. You really still got to empty the dishwasher and she wants to tell you about her day too, you know, and, that's just the way it is. You know, it's a, it's a two way street. So yeah, a little thing that my mom always said, I can remember her saying this from, from the time I was little said marriage isn't 50, 50, 50, 50 will get you divorced. Uh, it's a hundred, a hundred, you know, if you're not both pulling hard a hundred percent, you ain't gonna make it, you know, and it, and that's just the way it has to be. And, you know, like I say, I, I can remember her telling me that from the time I was little, so sometimes, you know, I mean, I, in Heather's case, she had to pull really hard for a lot of times. <laughs> so <laughs> it's not easy living with me. So Matt, uh, would were you both believers when y'all got married or when y'all met? What's that walk look like for y'all? You know, I think I think she probably we both understood. Um, you know, our faith and we both understood that, but I wouldn't say we were active, either one of us. I mean, we both went to church as a kid. Um, you know, we both understood, um, but I wouldn't say we were committed. She, she was a lot longer than I was. Um, you know, I think, I think her faith walk has been, you know, a lot more consistent than mine has. Um, and it was, it was when she started, she started taking the kids to church, when they were little and, and it was really a guilt thing for me that I went with them for a long time. Um, I just didn't want to be that dad that didn't go with them. You know, it's like, I didn't really have a, I wouldn't say I had a good relationship. Um, and, and, you know, it was just more out of obligation. Um, and then, you know, things, you know, there, as, as with everybody, there's always something that, kind of triggers us to get our stuff together and, and do what we need to do. And, you know, I was no different. Um, uh, a good friend of mine's son was accidentally killed and, um, you know, we were real close and, uh, it was one of those times that, I mean, Heather called me and, and she's, you know, tells me what's happened and I'm, you know, obviously you're devastated because these kids are young. I mean, I think he was 10 and it was just a pure accident um, you know, just, just an accident. And, um, and I'll never forget setting, I was at the firehouse that night and I was in the back building, Brendan, you know, where I'm talking about at 91s and, mm -hmm. you know, I was sitting back there as a ball of my eyes out. And in the question, I just kept asking why, you know, why like this kid's innocent, you know what I mean? It was just one of those fluke things. And, uh, and, and man, I can, I can, 
I can feel it like like it was literally five minutes ago. It, I don't know if you've ever seen those weighted blankets that they're selling now. Um, it felt like just a big, heavy blanket, like a big, warm, heavy blanket came over top of me. And like like I could I could feel it. You know, it, it wasn't just like a, a feeling like I could feel it. Um, and it just and I'm not a big believer in you know, well, God said this to me and everything. Like, I really struggle with that because there's a lot of times I think people are just, no, that's really just what you want to hear. And it's not really God talking. But this was just that moment that, um, that it just came to me that this boy's death was going to bring a lot of people to God. And, and I was one of them, you know, and it just kind of worked out into my brain and my thought process that, you know, although this child is gone, I'm going to bring home so many more because of this. And, um, you know, shortly after that, I, I went and got baptized and, you know, I mean, been trying to figure it out even more ever since. But, um, you know, fortunately, I was really good friends with the family and, um, you know, me and the dad, I, I, I went back, I was coaching I was coaching his son's football team um, that fall. So this happened in the summer and that fall. And I just really felt like I needed to share that with them. Um, so after practice one night, I just asked them if they take a walk with me. And we went to the other side of the field and I told him that I said, you know, I said, I think, uh, I think your loss is not, it's not only saved my life, but it's going to save, you know, many people as well. And um you know, there's a lot of times when when bad things happen or when death comes along, you know, I just try and remember that, that, you know, maybe this this message isn't for you. It's for somebody else. And although you have to be the bearer of it and you got to you got to carry it, um, you know, it may not be intended for you. And that was kind of the the deal with them. And, you know, I mean, we all sat there and hugged and cried and and we're great friends to this day. Um because of it you know i mean we were really close before but it's a different um it's a different friendship when um like i i believe if that boy wasn't if he didn't die i don't know i don't know where i'd be right now you know i mean i i I hope that i would have found this place but i don't i don't know that i would have um at least not like you know in a way that is good um but I mean, it's tragedy, and but I just I believe that the kid saved my life. I believe that was God's way of of getting a hold of me, you know. Matt, I'd like to I'd like to unpack that a little bit more if if we can. Um, yeah, I think that the, many people find <clears throat> a, a different direction in that that same tragedy, right? Like. Uh, you know, th- something happens. We, we all know, especially in our line of work, we've we've seen it firsthand multiple times. Um, or or we know someone that has where this you know tragedy befalls, and they're like, God, like how could you do this? And then right. they go the other way. Uh, so I'm curious uh, if you could kind of map that out a little bit. Like, so you know, you like loss loss happened, terrible you know, tragedy occurred, and then you had this uh this this moment at the firehouse you didn't, I assume just like fall to your knees in prayer. And in that moment, you're like, Oh my gosh, like, right. So, so like, 
how, how did how did you in your head work through that like from tragedy to to faith you know i i think i had to process it a little bit you know i knew what i felt and i and i believed what i felt i mean i was i was you know i i'd had enough um i'd had enough of the gospel spoke to me as an early at an early age and you know that that i knew i knew what that was and and it took a little while um because like i say i was just so skeptical about somebody saying well god spoke to me you know you hear that and it's like you're a quack you know i mean i don't be rude about it but there's just so many people it's like god didn't tell you that you're an idiot you know and so i think i had to walk through my own comfort with knowing that um this is right and you know, I, I, you know, I can't really explain it. It was just such an overwhelming feeling um, that night that there was no question in my mind as to what what happened and what was being said. I think it just took me a little while to figure out how to, you know, structure it in my mind that I understood it, if that makes sense. Uh, it's like an, an unmistakable you know, presence. It, it was an absolute unmistakable presence. Like, I'm not kidding you. I've never had that any other time other than that. Like, I haven't. Um, you know, I mean, I, I'm one of those people, and, and Brendan can tell you, I mean, I, I, I wear it on my sleeve. You know, whether I'm happy, mad, sad, glad, it doesn't matter. You're going to know it. You know, I don't hide it. I don't, I don't like to stand behind it or anything like that. I'm going to lay it out there. So, you know, it wasn't it wasn't like this overwhelming, you know, fall to my knees. I was just like, Whoa, that was, that was weird. That like, I got it. I'm on it, you know? And then I just started working through, um, you know, reaching out to the people that, that I knew I can trust and, and talking to them and, um, a couple really close friends. I said, Hey, man, I think I'm gonna get baptized. And they're like, that's awesome. Let's do that. And my best friend, uh, Kevin, he, he baptized me that summer. Awesome. So, Where did you get baptized at a, at a church or out somewhere or at, at the church? At yep. church. What, uh, what kind of baptism, uh, if, if you don't mind me asking like immersion or yeah. Yeah. Yep. Immersion. Did you, did you debate, um, or, or were there other options like discussed as far as immersion or anything else? Cause sometimes immersion can be, um, difficult for some people to especially no, like they were maybe baptized a different way at a young age you know as a baby or whatever and then have yeah. to be immersed i'm curious if you yeah my, with my wife other. my wife is, is she she was um she was not immersed and and but she still feels very passionate that because i was baptized just like anybody else Yep. And, you know, I'm not I'm certainly not going to debate it. But no, we, we just did it at the church at the baptismal that they have there at the church. So. It's a pretty amazing story, man. That's, that's uh, it's, you know, it's, there's times that I think it is. And there's times that I think, uh, boy, what what kind of knucklehead did you have to be that that's what it took to get your attention? You know, I mean, I, I that that's oh, the I, part that I shake my head at. It's like. Wow. Yeah, so. but I, I, I think you, you know, not to compare ourselves to other people, but, um, you know, I, I, 
regardless of the the tragedy that happened, like there's there's tragedies that happen every day, right? And how, yeah. how many people how many people um, don't aren't willing to uh, recognize that God is God is reaching out. He's always reaching for us, right? And it it comes in different ways. And it's not to say that that it has to be a tragedy. It certainly isn't all the time, but you know, to be, to be open to it and, and have the ability to realize that something as, as awful as that happening can have those positive consequences in God reaching people through it is a pretty, pretty remarkable thing in my opinion. Yeah. And I mean, even the, the opportunity that I had to, and I mean, and for us with that family to be that close, um, you know, still to this day, um, you know, I, I just, I think that was the part that really moved me as well as, you know, to give them something, you know, I mean, he's a really great friend of mine. I love their family. I love their kids. And, and to be able to, to share that with them, like that was hard, man. That was really hard to tell a parent that just lost a child that, you know, although I know you're grieving, there's some benefit to it, you know, and yeah, it, it took a while. Cause like I was bawling my eyes out, you know, we're standing in the middle of a football field and, and I'm just crying like a baby. Um, but I, you know, I, 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 I feel so blessed to, to have that understanding of it because there's been so many other times, you know, my dad passed or, you know, and you have other family and friends pass along. Um, you know, there's just more of a, a comfort to it, I guess. I don't, if that makes sense. Um, mm -hmm. you know, it's just, I just feel really confident that, you know, I've, I've told, I just talked to a, a good friend of ours just passed away, uh, last week. And, uh, I was talking to another guy about it and I said, you know, sometimes if, if you don't understand why, then the message isn't for you it's for somebody else and it's just yours to carry. Um, yeah, I don't know if that's right, Brendan. And, you know, I mean, yeah, I, I'm no biblical scholar. I, I don't, I don't claim to be, I mean, I just, I try and do as, as good as I can and, and know that, you know, I, I fail miserably daily and probably should be rebaptized at breakfast, lunch, <laughs> and dinner, uh, to be honest with you. So. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's amazing, man. Um, let's, let's move into, um, the firehouse a little bit. Um, yeah. you are, you are a guy that, uh, has been around for a while in the firehouse. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I say that nicely. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, as your faith has grown throughout your, your fire service career, um, yeah. how does, what does that look like in the firehouse? Like, you know, uh, we had a, our last guest on the podcast, uh, was a fireman yeah, and, uh, we, yeah, we talked to him about his faith and he's a, he's kind of at the other end of his career from you are right. He's been in, right. I think, I think he said like three years, uh, something like that. So right. as a guy that's, yeah, as a guy that's been around for a long time and, and has grown in faith throughout that time. 
what's what do you see in the firehouse like talk to talk to guys that are in firehouses or similar environments that maybe are believers and kind of, you know don't really know how to approach other guys or don't know what to say in the moment or things like that you know i mean it, it it's a little bit different just because i i have a little bit of rank so i i get to kind of dictate the day a little bit um you know i mean from from before to now you know i mean anybody that that knew me you know early in my career it's like whoa man you have uh you have changed a bunch um you know i think just being genuine you know i don't i don't walk around the firehouse with a bible in my hand um you try and be humble you try and um be who you are you know um try and watch what you say i mean i you know i mean you guys have been to a firehouse before and and i wouldn't ever sit here and tell you it was like yep yep straight and narrow that's me nope that's not the case um you know i got a temper and, and i got a mouth on me just like anybody else does and um but you try and and react to things the best you know in a christian way if you can um i mean i'm a lot more easy to get along with now than i was earlier in my career um but somebody in a firehouse i think you just got to be you uh, you know what i mean i i think if there's one thing that it, that is going to be very easily picked out is you leave one morning and you come back the next morning and you're like nope i'm a christian now i don't i don't do that we don't we don't cuss we don't say nothing we don't drink we don't do this we're christian now and it's like man it's a lot longer walk than that you know i mean i think i think a lot of us we don't all like to think that's the way it's going to go but that's not reality um so you know i mean i i've told a few guys it's like look you know i'm trying to get my my stuff together and and, and you know just understand that i'm going to fail and i'm going to stumble and you know just try and pick me up when I do. And, you know, we've got a pretty tight group that, uh, that we share with, you know, I sent a couple guys a message, just ask them to pray for me to keep me from saying something grossly stupid on here. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, just understand it's not, it's not a light switch, you, you know, and when you're in the firehouse, those, no, those people know you better than anybody, you know, so you're not going to pull anything over them, you know? And I think that's probably the, the biggest thing that I try and do, it's like, I'm not gonna, you know, you can't sit here and cuss like a sailor and then, you know, okay, everybody bow your head before we, we do this or whatever. It's like, you're, you're going to lose more people. I think that way. So just try and be genuine. You know, you are who you are, faults, sins, mistakes, whatever you are, who you are. And they all know it. Yeah. And I think that's a good, uh, that, that's a good part of the message right? Like yeah. having the humility and the understanding that we are fallen, we are sinners and that will never change. Right. It says it right in the Bible. We all fall short constantly, constantly, but, but yeah, but having that, uh, the understanding and the, and the humility, the submission to God to, to say that out loud, like, yes, I am a sinner. Obviously we're all, we're all doing our best to repent of our sins. Right. Because we need to repent of our sins, but but also recognizing that we are fallen humans and we will make mistakes constantly. But we submit to God 
and we ask him to forgive us for one and then to change us right to change our hearts to repent from that sin and that and being able to say that to guys uh is important in my experience right that because like you said being genuine not not yeah. putting on some fake show everybody sees right through that crap right yeah but, but yeah. being genuine and and admitting all that stuff and just saying that God's the only one that can change us. You can try as hard as you want, but it's got to be God. Yeah. And, you know, as, as long along with that, just just try. I mean, I, I try and hang around with other godly men if I'm if I'm if I'm seeking counsel. You know, I mean, everybody knows who I'm going to go to. And, you know, that helps. Um but yeah, I mean, just, just be you. I mean, and it's, that could be anything from trying to be a better Christian to being a good father, being a good husband, um, you know, a leader, a boss, you know, whatever, whatever the case may be, just, just be you. And I, I'm not saying that you gotta, um, you know, tell everybody what's on your mind every second, but just be you, be genuine and be humble about the fact that, you know, you, you're going to screw this up. You know, I mean, um, I tell my guys all the time, it's like, I'm, I'm just playing for the benefit of the doubt. You know, I mean, it's it's just really important. I'm going to try really hard not to suck at this, but understand, I, I have the 100% ability to do to pull it off. Um, you know, and it, it's the same thing with, with your faith walk. It's like, man, I'm going to try really hard not to suck today, but I don't know if I'm going to make it through breakfast, you know. Um, so I, I guess yeah. that's about the only advice I could give somebody is just be genuine. Um, you know, I think the more humble and more genuine you are, the better chances you have of getting a little bit of the same thing back. So what what you're saying lines up real well, actually, with the video that we had um, on TikTok like two or three days ago, uh, talking about basically men being willing to admit out loud uh, their, their faults and their struggles. And we had somebody ask very directly, I'm trying to find it to read it, but a guy named Mike literally said like, why do we need to say it out loud? And yeah, you know, I, when I first read that, I was like, to me, it felt really obvious. And I'm like, man, I think that a lot of people feel that way where they're like, why do we need to say it out loud? And I'm, and I'm curious, I'm leading this into a question to you, Matt, which is like, you're, I think you're speaking our language here. Um, what benefit do you think that there is of you being willing to be genuine, be open and admit your faults as far as helping reach other men for Christ? Like why, what would you say to other men who maybe don't feel like they can be genuine um, and maybe try to explain what you think the benefits of that are? Um, I mean, I, I to me, I, I think if you can't accept what you're doing wrong, it, you're not going to get buy-in from other people to encourage them and help them. You know what I mean? If they, if every single time I have a conversation, all I do is point out, Pete, all the things that you do wrong. And I, I'm not doing anything wrong. We, but we can all clearly look at your faults. You know, you're going to get shut off really, really quick. Um, and I, so I just think that, you know, the first place you got to look at is in the mirror, you know, before you say anything to anybody else. And, and it comes back to me for, for me of just, man, I don't, I don't want to be judged 
that hard, you know? So, you know, I, I try and look at, you know, when somebody brings something to me and, you know, whatever, it's like, man, like, let's, let's pray through this. And I know God will forgive you. And, you know, that kind of thing, but it's more of a, um, you know, I, I just, I, I think you're going to get more buy-in from people if, if you can be genuine with your own faults and not just pointing out theirs, you know, I, I guess, I guess I don't really look at it intentionally to try and do it that way. I just, I try and focus on the things that I, I do wrong. Um, you know, we went, we were talking about a command class or something the other day and a training that we were doing and we had just a routine auto accident. It was a good accident, but it was just a routine auto accident. And I literally sat there and we got back. I took a page of notes on the things that I did wrong on a routine auto accident. And I shared that with my crew, you know, and went over it. It's like, these are the things that I, I got to do better at. And, you know, when you start, when you're, when you're the leader, you're the, the guy that's, that's looking at yourself, it makes it so everybody around you is, is more comfortable looking at themselves as well. And, you know, that's just one aspect of it. But if you can do that with your faith, you can do that with your marriage, you can do that as a parent, you can do that with all these things and just kind of build a system that the first place that I look at is me. And then we'll, we'll figure out where everything else fits in, you know, at that. Um, I mean, if that answers your question. Yeah, it does. So Matt, you know, in the firehouse or in the fire service in general, if you've got any kind of, you know, rank or leadership, you're somebody's or everybody's uh, marriage counselor or, you know, therapist or, or whatever, would yeah. you say that, would you say that the way um, you counsel people changed after um, you kind of had that radical um, encounter with God? Yeah, it it increased dramatically. Um, and, and I think it's just a humility thing. You know, weird story. And, you know, I got to be careful about how I say it because people, anybody that knows me is going to know the, the people involved. But, um, you know, and you just talk, I mean, this just, this isn't, my wife came up with this. Like, I, I'm going to tell you, I'm not that smart. Um, yeah, I, I do, I'll work really hard, but I'm not that smart. So we had a couple friends that were going through some, some just hard times. Let's just leave it at that. They were going through some hard times and some life changing things. And we happened to be at another couple's house and we were just all talking about life and marriage and this and that. And like at no point did I see any of this coming. All right. You got to understand like at no point, like I was as blindsided as you can get over all of this. Um, but we were trying to figure out like, what do we do? How do we handle this? Cause it's really against our faith. And we didn't really agree with the, the, the way and the path they were going down. But my wife said to me, she's like, Matt, she goes, I don't think that, um, cause I, I think if we close we're the only Christian people, these guys talk to these two couples, we're the only ones that they talk to. And if we judge them and if we are, you know, oh, you know, we're not going to talk to you guys anymore, whatever. 
then we just, we close the door for God, you know, versus, you know, being understanding. And, and, you know, so the situation that I was put in, in that counselor form, and, and I mean, you can see behind me, like, man, everything that I do is like, like I celebrate manhood, you know, I mean, it, it's like a holiday <laughs> of the house that lasts 365 days. And, and I, you know, you're put into a situation where somebody calls you and you're like, man, I would have never thought that I was the person that was going to get this phone call, but it, it, it worked out that way. So, you know, I was just, you just, I, as much as I disagree with what you're doing, um, you know where I stand on things and you know how my beliefs are. We're still going to be really good friends. We're still going to, I'm still going to love you. You can still call me anytime you want. Um, but I disagree with what you're doing and I'm going to pray for you that, you know, we work through that. So that's a whole lot different than in before where they knew they were going to get, I'm going to make fun of you for the next 12 hours until you either change your mind or start crying and quit um, or whatever. So, and, and I, that was super vague and I got to be super vague because I don't want to get oh, myself fine. or anybody else in trouble. But, you know, it was just, my wife and I looked at it from a counseling side of it of, you know, I don't think there's a lot of things that I think we're going to be judged really harsh, harshly for. Um, and man, one of the things that really scares me is that I'm going to do something to turn somebody away from God. And that that's like that's one of those like boogaboos for me that I don't. You know, it, it bothers me when I when I sin and, you know, you're like, oh, man, what are you doing? You can't be doing that. Um you know, because I'm just so afraid that, you know, what, what I'm going to say to somebody. And I mean, I, I was even nervous about doing this. It's like, man, I'm, I'm nowhere close to good enough to do something like that. You know, I mean, I know tons of guys that they, they could talk circles around me on this, any of these topics, but I don't know. I mean, I just try to be humble when I counsel guys and, you know, I mean, um, pray for them. And, and, you know, you just hope that you leave the door open for them. You know, it's, it's not my job to, to grow the seed. You know, maybe I was just to plant the seed and, and it's, it's God's, it's his plan and he'll, he'll grow it when it's time. And, you know, I mean, look at me. I mean, I, I wasn't, I wasn't, I didn't come to work that day expecting to have a profound godly moment that night. You know, it, you don't know what's going to happen in somebody's life that that seed may be there. And, it's going to take off then, you know, so that's kind of the way I do the counseling things. Like, you know, I hope I'll be praying for you and, and you do, and you pray for them. Um, so, yeah, I, I can speak to, to your question also a little bit, Drew. Um, if, when I first met Matt, uh, you know, 20 years ago, if you would have asked me then, not that I knew anything because I was a kid, but if you would have asked me then, hey, if you were going through a really, really difficult time, wouldn't that be the guy you would call to to counsel you through that? I would have been like, you are out of your freaking mind. This guy is <laughs> yeah. an animal. He yells at me every day. Yeah. Like hard, hard no. But then about 15 years later, I was going through a really hard time and he was the guy I called. Like the change is real, right? It is, it was a 
huge change. And I did call him. And just like he just said, that's what he did. You know, counseled me, gave me godly wisdom, prayed for me, and I got through it. So pretty amazing. That's that's awesome that you know, I mean you say that because I, I I don't I don't remember like any godly <laughs> just like wow um, you know I hope I can say something that 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 touches somebody like that, that that's that's really cool it ain't me well, I can I, well I, I I think I think guys a lot of guys get hung up um, you know everyone everyone that's a believer is in a position somewhere in their life to give counsel, right? Whether you, you know, you've been saying it this whole podcast, you know, you're not the guy and you were nervous about this and there's guys that have talked circles around you, but it's a perfect example. I am a living example of your counsel, right? In that moment, you were my counsel and yeah, right. Because it was the right thing. And I think a lot of guys um, get hung up and, and miss those opportunities to counsel people because they feel like they're not schooled enough or they're not articulate enough or they're, you know, whatever the thing is. And I think just stepping out in faith and, and providing whatever you can provide, you know, let God speak through you. And it might not be quoting Bible verses. It might just be some, uh, you know, some life advice, right. That, that touches somebody and and allows them to kind of see God through you. Right. Just like you said, opening that door and, and letting God cultivate. And, I, and that's important. And I think a lot of guys miss those opportunities, you know, and I think that applies to uh, guys, kids a lot. Right. Like I think a lot of guys miss opportunities with their kids to just speak truth and speak speak God's word into them. You know, I, I think that's a big problem and that's, that's a, a thing we're trying to talk to guys about. Like we, we all talk about reaching people for Jesus, but most of us have people right in our own house and are we reaching them? Yeah. Yeah. I, I that's one of the big, like one of the biggest fears that I have, like when I, when I actually, have to stand before God, you know, I, I worry about, did I do enough for my kids? Did I, um, did I say the right things? You know, did I, because I mean, you know, Brendan, when I, when they were all little and very impressionable, I was not the man that I am now, you know, and I, and I really, you know, if there's something that I, I, I have fear of like true, genuine fear, that's it, you know, um, it's not that I'm not afraid of anything, but there's a difference between, you know, I'm afraid I'm going to get hurt and afraid of hell. Like those, those are two different, those are two different fears. Um, you know, and when you, when you sit there and you really deep down, think about the fact that, that you're going to, you're going to literally, you're going to stand before God and you're going to answer for this, man, that, that, that makes the hair on my back. Just, just cringe, man. Cause you know, you just think about all the things that you've said to your kids and the way you said it and the mistakes that you made. And, you know, I, I had a conversation with my oldest daughter one time and it's like, you know, that's the thing that scares me the most is have I said something that would have caused you to have a lesser relationship with God? You know, cause I, I think I'm my answer for that, you know? Um, 
but it, at the time you did the best you could. And I think maybe there's just a little bit of, of that is involved in it as well. It's like, boy, I made a lot of mistakes and, you know, a lot of decisions that I made, I had to make. And, you know, it was the best decision I could make at the time. I'm not saying it was right. You know, that that's the part that you just gotta, you gotta eat it. Um, but it was the best decision I could make at the time. And you guys deal with that. You know, you guys all know that. Um, that's just, that's being a father. It's being a husband. Um, that's just part of it. Yeah. I think that, you know, one of the biggest things that I've noticed in my personal walk is that, you know, take the firehouse, for example, right? Like we started a Bible study on shift and, Man, when when we did the first one and I said, you know, has anybody here not heard the gospel before? I was very surprised at how many people raised their hand, you know, and these are people that I know and conversate with day in and day out. And um, and to me, that's like, oh, man, I'm, I dropped the ball, you know, and then you think back to home and, you know, it's kind of like football, man. You leave it all on the field. But when you go back in the locker room, you know, kind of like when you come home from work or wherever else, you know, this is just as much as the mission field at home as it is out there. And, um, you know, I could die tomorrow and I hope that my kids have got something from me that they'll continue to go on and plant those seeds like you were talking about earlier. Um, but and I mean, in the fire service, man, you, I'm sure you've seen dozens of maybe hundreds of young guys come in uh just completely lost you know kind of how you feel like maybe you used to be a completely different person and hopefully we can see them evolve and grow into these mature men of faith yeah yeah i mean i i have um you know i've, I've definitely had the opportunity just and it's just because of years you know i mean it's just because i've been there longer um, you know, you see people come in and it's like, you know, that guy was, he was this when he got out here and now, you know, look at him. Um, you know, so there, you always see that. Um, but it's crazy. I mean, I just thinking about what you said of, you know, we, we spend a lot of time worrying about the people outside that house. Um, when really, and, and I've always told my kids this, it's like, I, I really have one job on this planet. Like I have one and one only, and that's to see to it that you three are, are taken care of. And, you know, I mean, that, that was, I think, you know, it's one of those things that I think as a, as a man, that's your job. And I mean, it's clearly, it clearly, you know, tells us that's your job is to take care of this family and raise them up. And, um, you know, I, it's, it's, it's one of those things that just always, always scares me, you know, did I do enough? You know, like you say, I mean, did I say the right things to my kids? Do I say enough to my kids? Am I, if I left here tonight, um, you know, did I do enough? Did I leave enough of an impression to make sure that they can make it and and understand where their faith is and understand where their humility is and, you know, all of that? Um, yeah, I don't know if you ever get that answered, to be honest with you. Um, it's, it's scary. Probably not, I would say. I would say not. I mean, I, you know, my kids are grown now. I mean, my youngest is 18 and uh, my oldest is married. The other one's my middle uh, daughter's gone and she's in college. And, 
And you always sit there and think, and my mom, I never forget my mom telling us this. She came to, to uh, say, I don't know if you guys have pizza on Saturday nights, but up here every Saturday night, <laughs> pizza night. And, and we started years back, uh, we did family pizza, you know, like every third Saturday is family pizza night. So the families come in and my mom came in one night and we were all just sitting out on the back ramp, just talking. And, you know, it's kind of cool when, when your mom's sitting there talking to a group of firemen which, you know, my mom's about as cool as they come. So I, it didn't bother me and they all were listening. And we all had young kids at that time. You know, all of our kids were about the same age. They're probably 10 and under. And she looks at us all and she goes, you know, you think you worry about your kids right now, wait until they're grown. Then you really worry about them because you have no control over what they do. Right now you can control everything that goes on in their life. Once they're grown, your hands off now. And man, I didn't realize that how true that is until my kids are grown and, you know, and you see them making decisions and it's like, boy, you're, you know, you played this hand 18 years ago and, you know, you played it for 18 years and it's like, boy, I sure hope, I sure hope I did right. Cause you don't know, you know, you just don't know. Um, they got to make their own decisions and, and make their own walks and, you know, I guess you just do the same thing my mom did for us is just pray every night that they'll get it together. And it did. And it's a good reminder that we don't do the saving. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Thank God we don't do the saving because we would probably jack that up. Yeah. The, no, probably the, not, not a bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what's next for you, Maddie? Uh, Man, I I don't really have any real big plans. I'm closing out on on 30 years, and uh, I got like three, three more years. So I I really, uh, as far as firehouse wise, I want to uh, I want to go out strong. You know, I, I talked to a good friend of mine. He's a lieutenant on the other shift, and you know, I ask him regularly that to keep me encouraged. I don't want to be one of those guys that coast at home. I I can't stand that. Um, and I, I didn't realize how easy it was to do that, but, uh, I don't want to do that. I want to come in or I want to go out the same way I came in and, and really, uh, you know, go out on my terms and driving and fighting the whole way. Um, you know, I love the train. I love to teach. And, uh, so doing that and spending more time with, with my family and that kind of stuff, but I still got some time left. I'm not checked out yet. I'm, I, I still want to go. So I believe that. <laughs> what do you, what do you think is next on your faith journey? Like, uh, you know, you know, I, go ahead. I've really, the things that, that kind of stick out in my mind is, you know, when I leave either the fire service or when I get to a point where I slow down, did you really make an impact on somebody's life? And that's kind of where that's where I find myself thinking, you know, how did you really impact and are you really changing somebody's life? I mean, it's like oh, you go on runs and it's like, yeah, you know how it is. I mean, one in 10,000 runs is like <laughs> the one that you impacted. The rest of them are just, yeah, you were there and you wasn't as terrible and, you know, as you could have been and whatever. Uh, so I look at things. I mean, I, I watched that that movie. um, about the children being, you know, sold as sex slaves and all. It's like, man, that guy, that guy made a difference in life. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's actually like, he's changing people's lives. 
So I, I think about stuff like that. It's like, what can I do to actually change people's lives? And that, you know, I mean, the, even talking to you guys, it's like, man, if I would have said something or could have said something to help somebody, that would, that would really be awesome to me, you know, because I, there's just so little, um, you know, little opportunities, you know, to really reach people a lot without just, you know, I don't know, just not really that guy, I guess. I don't, I'm not going to stand out on the street corner and grab people as they come by. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking for, I'm really just looking for that opportunity. I don't know what it is. I mean, I know when, when Brendan brought this to me, I'm like, yeah, heck yeah, I want to be a part of that because I just think you can, uh, you can actually impact somebody. You know what I mean? If, if that makes, yeah. if it that makes time, sense, but you know, I think there's more to, Oh, I was a good firefighter. Right? He was a good officer. Or, you know, he was a good instructor. Eh, that's 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 not that's cool. That was a nice job, and that was neat. But you know, I think impacting people's lives and and moving them in a way that they you know can can be saved, or moving them in a way that they can be a better person to help the next generation. I think that's probably. I don't know what that looks like, but I'm more interested in that than I am anything else um that's awesome yeah it's awesome well brother that's what we're here trying to do yes we're just we're trying to get the message out we're trying to talk to guys like you that you know will you you will reach people through this maybe it's one guy you know the three of us when we started doing this thing we we talked about it and you know we're putting a lot of time and effort and and all that worldly crap into this stuff and you know at the end of the day if we reach one person and and it it helps them along in their path and it helps them find God, then all worth it. That's I'm telling you, you don't you'd have no idea who they are. I, I, I had a situation that and again, I know you you'd go back to the counseling at the firehouse. You want to talk about getting blindsided. Whoa. Uh you know, somebody brought something to me and they they confided in me and I was just like are you kidding me? Um, and we, I said, you know, I'll be praying for you and whatever. And I just went about it, you know, Brendan, you know how it is. And, and you know, it was the same thing. I, you know, I was just like blown away. I didn't know what to do. And I said, I'll be praying for you. And, you know, if you want to pray right now, we will. And we did. And, and that was really it. I was done. Like, I, I, I was like, I don't know what else to tell you. I, that sucks, you know, and <laughs> I just kind of walked away from it. Um, and then I kid you not, like I was going through my wife and I were trying to figure out how we were to handle some things and, you know, what what we should do spiritually, how we should encourage people. And I, I can't make this up. It was 10 minutes till 12, almost midnight. And I get a text message from this person which like I haven't spoke to this person in like three years and at 10 till 12, I get a text message. Hey, I just wanted to thank you for the conversation we had several years ago with that fire. And, you know, I attempted suicide and I, you know, I, it wasn't successful obviously. And I turned my life around and I was baptized and I just, sometimes God puts it on my heart to reach out to people. And this is one of those weird times. And I'm just like, what you know and i'm sitting there just elbowing my wife I'm like hey wake up wait, look, look at this you know because you you don't realize that you're touching somebody you have no clue that it 
that it's reaching anybody. You just think, I don't know, I'm just a big hillbilly that, that talked to folks and, you know, cool, neat, glad it helped you. And then three years later at almost midnight, somebody reaches out and said, hey, you know, three years ago, you, you said something to me and it, and it really stuck when I was laying on the floor of a hospital room, crying my eyes out, begging God not to take my life. And you're just like, what? I said that? No way. Really? I don't remember that, but you know, so you don't know. I mean, you don't know who you're going to talk with, talk to, and you don't know who you're going to reach. And man, I, I just encourage you guys to keep on doing it. Uh, I think the world needs it. I think the the men in, in this world need it. You know, I, I truly, I truly think that I don't I just, you just never know. I'm not, I think we have great relationships and that's because we, we have equal wives and husbands and that kind of thing. But I think God's put us on us, put it on us to you're responsible. You know, you, you can think that you're not, but you're responsible. Um, so yeah, just, I, I you'll, wanted to you'll, I wanted to say to that, Matt, you know, you said a handful of times, like, you know, you're not the right guy. Um, and, but you know, you want to impact lives. You're not really sure how, and like, you've given a couple examples actually of lives that, that maybe you don't even realize that you've impacted and Brendan, I don't know where he is on y'all screen, but Brendan himself like said that he was, you know, in, in a difficult place and struggling and you spoke into his life and that little seed that you, you don't even remember, um, yeah. this guy's putting on podcasts and creating content on the internet, speaking to people about Jesus now, you know, like you, you just, you just never know. Um, and, and you yourself, you know, that we're recording this for the world to see and you, you being, you being open and real and, and admitting like, dude, I don't, I don't have it all figured out, but I, I'm doing my part. I'm trying like thousands of people will hear this hopefully. And if again, one of those guys, maybe, maybe you changed their life. You have no idea. It might be more than one. It might be a couple, it might be a lot. And so I, I, I think that it should be encouraging to everyone that hears this to, to speak out, to see your example of the change that you've had, even, you know, as humble as you feel like you have, you have made an impact by being a godly man and speaking with that intent to other men. And you should continue that mission and you can help us by being here tell more men that they should be doing the same thing and like we will change the world together that is what we are doing even if it's a little bit we're fixing to do it yeah i appreciate that man i really do that it's hard for me to see it that way but you know I, we'll get I, you there yeah i i was just i went up one of the guys that i reached out to pray for me for, before this you know, he was like, you just have a different way of, of touching people. I was like, well, I just, I just talk to them like normal folks. You know, I'm, I'm no, I ain't anybody, you know, I'm, I'm a hillbilly kid that likes to hunt and fish and, you know, that's about it. You know, and Brendan, I'm sure has told you guys, it's like, it's, it's that cut and dry. We're going to work hard <laughs> and we're going to go shoot some big bucks and shoot some ducks. And, you know, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, Matt, we sincerely appreciate you coming on here. This is this is a big deal. It's awesome for us. Uh, it's going to be great. There's a lot of guys out there that are uh, that that are in a place that need to hear somebody like you talk. So, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Uh, we will do it again, um, and uh, we we look forward to what's coming next. 
I, I really appreciate it and, and completely humbled by it. And, you know, I just hope that I can hold up my end of the bargain, man. You know, I, I really appreciate it. Yes, sir. So looking All right, forward guys. to get up, get back up here to Ohio so I can see your big old beard. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Thanks, man. All right, guys. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right.